Hemshech Hayim Beis, Volume One. We're up to Chapter Fifty One, Page Paytes Eighty Nine. The last few chapters, he's been transitioning from imminent energy to transcendent energy, otherwise known as Er Pnimi or Er Makif. One is rooted in the divine allocation assessment of the structure of existence and one is rooted in that which is prior to that assessment prior to that um, allocation so one would be called Er Habligvul one is called the Er Sher Atzmai Bekayach the Er Hakvul one is the infinite energy and one is an infinite energy that envisioned and assessed and prepared himself to create to produce the structure of existence, which becomes the Kav, and then the ten spheres as they manifest in containers. The other energy, transcendent energy, is beyond containers and is equal everywhere. And um, is within all of existence, but it's not containable by any particular level and does not have levels and gradations as Anderson can. In the last chapter, and uh, one second, and in understanding this, he goes into the discussion of the difference between Ratzin and Koichis. I've been defining Ratzin as desire. Some people define it as will. Literally means will. But really will, desire is the same thing. Desire not as in pleasure, but desire as in will. And faculties, meaning the specific faculties, the ten faculties that the soul has. So even though desire is a faculty, as he makes it clear, uh, but it's a faculty that does not have its own independent identity, nor distinct location, as he puts it like this in the top of page Zion, uh, he says, Ime yeshu gamkin ratzen, that is, even though it's also a faculty of the soul, it's different than all the faculties because it's not metzias dover. It's not substance. It doesn't have a metzias dover. Metzias dover is a substantial entity that has an identity, personality. Meaning that it does not have any identity, any type of metzias outside of the nefesh. They call it Kreches, each one, every faculty has particular identity. There's Chachma, there's Bina, there's Das, there's Chesed, Gvura, and so on. And as I explained, the faculties are like instruments. So they're also instruments of the soul. But they're distinct instruments, and each one has its particular container, its particular place, particular function. Desire, on the other hand, all it is is, as he says, gili hanefesh. Gili hanefesh. Netiyas hanefesh. Gili hanefesh means the nefesh revealing itself. Netiyas hanefesh means the nefesh uh, inclination or expression. So, as I was I want to elaborate. Ratzin is a type of entity that's harder to relate to because 
every rutzen, every desire is connected to something. It desires something. So as soon as it desires something, it's using the other faculties. But desire alone, if you dissect any human act or any human interest, there's the desire part, which is just purely the soul's involvement, so to speak. It's interest. And then there's the instruments that are necessary to fulfill that interest. So an artist desires to create a piece of art, the example we've been using. Without that desire, we're going nowhere. As he said in the first chapter, that the etzem without rotsen is just on its own. It's a self-contained etzem, essence. In God, of course, it's completely pure because there, there's no shape and form at all. In our, in our being, it's hard, it's, we also have that dimension, but still we are mortal, so it's harder to see ourselves as we're not... Atzmim, so to speak, self-contained. So we, but, but the bottom line is there is how you are before your desire. You don't, if you're not interested, you know, simple on a simple basis, uh, it's an issue of shalom bias, or it's an issue of, of, of finding a job, or it's an issue of getting a project going. If you have no interest, it doesn't matter how great your instruments are. You can be the most brilliant person, the best heart, chesed, gvura, teferes, netzah, chayid, yusayid, malchus, chachma, bina, das, everything is there. One thing is missing. You're not interested. There's no desire. You see this all the time. So that's an example. On the other hand, if you have desire, but your instruments are either not functioning, God forbid, or they're flawed, or they're not trained, so there's equal problem. So when anything is getting done, you really need two things. You need to want. You need to desire. So that so-called representing your soul has to be interested in it. Why it's interested is another thing. You could say, well, why am I interested? Because of culture because of years of habit, whatever it may be. It doesn't really matter right now. And then there's how it expresses, that's, that's so-called the soul's involvement, it's interested. And then comes the instruments, each one in this particular way. And in chapter 49, the, the distinction, that's the distinction he made, and he added that since the instruments, the faculties are mitzis dova ma, they are substance and identity, so what they produce also has identity. Intelligence will produce ideas. Emotions will produce feelings. That product, even when you stop conceiving and, and the ideas stop flowing, whatever has been created, whatever has, emer has emerged from it, remains forever. Embedded in your memory, or in communication to another, teaching another, or in writing. Same thing with the feeling. The goodness that you did, the kindness you bestowed upon another person, the result that you lifted their spirit remains. For the, for the, the, the aspect of the soul's desire, by definition, goes with the soul. As soon as you're not involved, the desire is no longer there. So let's say you desire to teach a student. While you're teaching the student, the desire is there, fine. It's representing the, your soul's interest is wants to be there. Now you're teaching. Now it's over. The class is over. And the, the teacher now has gone, moved over to other things. So what remains is, is of, of course, the faculties aren't functioning either. But the faculty has left the result. The student has become wiser. The student knows something. He's just learned something. The, the student has nothing from the desire of the teacher any longer. Neither does the person. Because the person has now moved on. The soul has now moved on to other matters. Now, the Ratzin is exactly like light. It goes with its source. The instruments are also... In their functionality, they go with their source. You don't, you know, you're not using your mind if you don't want to use your mind. But being that they are identity and they have their instrument, the, the piece of art you've created has been created. Not just the piece of art, the idea, the feeling that it um, that it evoked in another, etc. That was 40, chapter 49. In chapter 50, which we learned yesterday, 
he goes on and says that Rotson ain't above Bchinis Eslapshes Bekelim because the Rotson is this type of um, so-called justice, uh, as he calls, keeps calling him, a Mitzias Dover Mitzias Ayin. It's just the soul's reflection, so to speak. Again, the soul without desire means there's no interest. Soul with desire is interest. The instruments are what define how that interest manifests. As I said, it's probably hard to imagine a scenario where a person has only rotsen and doesn't have any uh, faculties at functioning. I mean, obviously there's a state where you can desire to do something, you're not acting on it yet. But every rotsen is gonna, is, has to work with something. It's like, uh, I mean... Okay. No, but there he's envisioning how he would use the tool. Okay, correct, correct. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying in, in most scenarios there's some there's something that's not pure. You know, it's hard to see it undiluted. There's going to be some interaction. Sorry, even before you just mentioned a causal chain that's involved, but it's caused by conditioning this and that. Okay, that's what he's going to spend. Now he's going to say this. So in chapter 50, what he uh, adds now is that all the faculties come into Kaling. Whereas Rotson does not. Does not have a place it resides for obvious reason, because it's representing the soul in general. It's not representing a specific manifestation of the soul in one particular instrument or tool or so on. And then he goes on to explain that the proof of that is Araya says Araya. And also the demonstrator he speaks about um, how they how the Rotson is different than the faculties and the fact in, in the issue of development and maturity and growth. In Rutzen, there's no growth, there's no change. The desire of a newborn, the desire of an old man, may be different desires because they've developed maturity and so on. But the pure thing the soul is expressing, for a baby, the soul's expression is it wants, a ba- it wants, it wants food, it wants to sleep, it wants to be nurtured. <coughs> it doesn't say that example, I'm just using it. Desire does not change, meaning desire, not that, not the desires or the object of desires. Whereas the faculties, because they go into containers, he says, basically, it takes no time when a person desires to, to actualize it. You desire something, a second, a second later it happens, instantaneously. Because the Rudson doesn't have to travel, so to speak. It doesn't mean traveling, it means to say the Rudson does not, is not in one place and has to get to another place, so to speak. Okay? As it comes to the faculties, he says, no, when the mind is functioning, the mind has to prepare itself to communicate, to where he's going to convey some message. And the container that is receiving that message has to be ready for that message. So he gives an example of, let's say, an artist. An artist, so if you're talking about moving your finger, that's instantaneous. But if you're talking about using your fingers to create art, which is already now using intelligence. It's not just a desire. It's a particular thing. There, you need to prepare yourself. You need, a, you, need to be, you need to be trained. And you even have to train the tools themselves to be conditioned. You, know, you could have a person, for example, that has technique. I'll give the example. You teach children olive bays. Olive bays gimel. So first you teach them how to draw. That takes time. And then they need the habit of learning to do it many, many times until they perfect it. So basically, he talks all about here about how how something how how anything in the faculties requires time, development, the development of maturity, the development of growing into um, 
intellectually and emotionally more mature. Like he says, He doesn't bring the Yabiyu Chachma part. He just brings the Yabiyu When you need time, maturity takes time. Desire does not mature. What matures is what desires you will have and how you express them. And like he says, it can conceal your so-called wild or untamed desires and not necessarily in a negative way. Just the Atz Atzmi become more concealed as you become more mature adult. But they don't go through a maturity process. Whereas the faculties, both in the way they function, it takes time to train and to be trained. As he says, both ends of it. That the mashpia needs to prepare and the recipient needs to um, prepare. The mashpia needs to be mishayir, assess how he will teach and then the student has to be ready to receive. That, that's a time process because you're talking about islapshus. You're talking about, as I said, a relationship. A relationship always requires time because you're dealing with two inter- forces that need to interact with each other, learn about each other, communicate, negotiate, discuss. Desire, as I mentioned, is like a uh, commander. It just, the soul wants. That's it. It desires. There's no relationship on its own. Obviously, because you desire something and that desire may require a relationship, it's another story. But from the desire's perspective, it's the soul's interest and that's all that matters. As such, there's no time involvement, there's no development and so on. I'm sorry? Can you separate an adult's will from an adult's emotion? Well, that's why I said it's going to be difficult to envision because you could explain that every desire that a person has comes because of their emotions. You can argue that with adults or children. People don't have pure desires. Their desires are based on a feeling, on the emotion, the emotion to something. You like something, so you desire it. You could argue that. It doesn't do with a child or an adult. Only thing adult has is The Only thing adult to do is control your, your, your... That's why I said you have to really dissect the two. Even if an emotion is what caused your desire, that doesn't mean that the desire is an emotion. Because you could have, let's say, you can look at something and 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 uh, and naturally like it and still not desire it because you don't want to desire it. You can say, "I'm not interested in it. It's not according to the Torah. I'm not interested." You can. Uh, so, uh, so in other words, an emotion is a reaction, emotional reaction to something, is not the soul's interest. The emotion can take control of your soul's desire and say, "Now come with me." That's what means. You look at something and then it pulls you. Or, and then there's the opposite way. You could have something that emotionally doesn't draw you, but your soul has interest in that thing. The point of the matter is this is not that you're going to find situations where you need to separate the two. The fact that a child, for example, naturally um, um, will cry when it has, needs to be fed. Okay, yes, God created a biological sex when the body feels hungry. So we go and find food. Or we go and, and ask. A child, just the only way it can do is cry. It doesn't have yet developed intelligence of how. But the fact that a soul desires something, the child has as well. You know, I took a newborn, let's talk a five-year-old. A five-year-old says, I want to go play. 
And a 50-year-old says, I want to go uh, learn. And the 80-year-old says, I want to go play golf, whatever. I want to... Just using examples. That want, the word want, I want, I desire, is absolutely, there's, no, there's, no, there's no maturity involved in that at all. The maturity is what you'll want and what you'll desire. Why you should desire those things. The point here is that there's a representative of the soul all the time called desire. You can have everything else in place, all the, the techniques and all the instruments, but if there's no desire, there's no will, the soul is not there. On the other hand, the soul can want something, desire something, and then, and also not be actualized if the faculties are not functioning as well. So you need to have both. And one is subject to training and growth and development, and one is not. Which one is not? You have two guesses. Tell me which. No, because a minute ago you just said... The desire is not. No, a minute ago you just said it's, it, it's, it could be the result of conditioning. You're very clear on this, and I repeat it and you agreed. You said it was... Called, it is and I said, I said the next half of the sentence was it makes no difference what causes it. Because all it is, you just need the soul's interests. I mean, that's but that's there is a, a causal thing as compared with no, no, that, no, 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 not at all. No, one second. I, I said it's going to be maybe hard to find a scenario where you can just describe a soul's desire without and analyzing how that desire emerged. But you know that may be difficult, because, but it doesn't mean that you can't dissect any particular act into two parts. It makes no difference what the cause. He's not talking about cause now. He's not talking about why a person desires something. He's talking what is desire. When a person does desire. So you're saying now it's really something that's causeless. No, I'm not talking about cause. I, I just said it's not discussing cause. Cause is irrelevant here. Here he's talking about dissecting the nature of the desire, not its cause. The cause could be. You could say Nisham is connected to God, and therefore Nishtar Vil, Nishtar Kenz, and Abgadisim from Nalakud. Not he wants, desire. Not he wants, and not he... And that it could be separated from God. So that, that explained there would be is because the soul is fundamentally part of its source. So it, its desire is to be one with the source. So the cause is godliness. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about how does it work. Now, the next step would be the soul says, I want to study God. I want to understand my God. That it doesn't say anywhere and the Shama can't live without understanding God. The expression is a soul cannot... Exists with being disconnected from God. What means this? What means to connect it to God? It could be, it could be, uh, it could be something that doesn't even manifest in davening, learning, or, or mitzvahs. Whatever connection to God means, it means that when you challenge that person and say, you know, like he brings in Tanya, that even a nashim shutim, kali you challenge him, they'll be a mesiris nefesh. My point is that it's not there. All that matters is the soul's interest. That's all that matters. And as soon as that interest is gone, the, 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 the desire, everything connected to that desire is gone. But does that include both nefeshes, nefeshes, nefeshes? Again, we're going completely not discussing. It makes no difference here. I understand that, I don't know what, what difference does it make? It doesn't make a difference. Whatever desire, if it's, a, if, if it's a desire to do something positive, a desire to do something negative, it's a desire of the soul at that moment. The soul has interest. It's an interest of the soul. The soul could be without interest. The soul could have interest. Then there's a whole other level. Instruments and tools. I mentioned an artist desires to create a piece of art. Why can't we just talk about that? Why, why is that not clear? And he's not yet gone and actualized it. 
That means he has interest to do it. He may never actualize it. Now he may have all the tools to actualize it and not have the desire. That's the section we're talking about. What, what is the... I'm saying... I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's not complicated, but use certain examples. If you start using other examples that... Okay, why did the, the artist have the desire to have the art? Maybe he saw another artist and he became competitive and jealous. Fine. That may be the cause. That's really irrelevant to the fact. Sometimes maybe he didn't get inspired by someone else and he doesn't have a desire. The bottom line is that in the functionality of a human being, from let's call it the essence of your soul, that's asleep and not interested in anything, to getting something done, he's going to work, has to go through Rotson and then through Kaichis. And they function differently. That's the key thing that he's saying here. It makes no difference. Here, here it doesn't seem to make a difference if it's Nafshalkis, Nafshabamis, good or bad. You know, he's not talking about it. He's not even discussing. His examples have been, the only example was doing a favor for another person. So the favor, the goodness, the, the lifting up that person's spirit remains. But technically, God forbid, if you said something negative to someone and you left them with downs, you know, you left them depressed, it has the same example. Just That's just a matter of what the, you know, why would you use a negative example? There's no reason. Yeah? No, I mean, it doesn't have to be that the Nazi is before the Kedis. It could be that the Nazi comes after the Kedis. No, no, no. You could have, as you said, you could be walking down the street to see something, and that evokes in you a desire, and then you get involved. So you could have technically, you could have, let's put it this way, it's hard to answer that. It could be the the catalyst was outside of you, but it has to spark the desire, or else there's no, you're not going there. You know, you're walking down the street and you're going the one way. So you see something that may interest you to go that way. You may, you may not go. If you don't go, then the then the keichus didn't, you know, it meant nothing that you saw it, so what? If you did... It, it, it caused you to, you know, it w- awakened your soul's interest, so to speak. And what I would say is, I'm trying to go on another track. I would not go there. It's, it's getting, it gets it complicated when you start saying that because you see, the Shlele Shema, Bole Shema, you could explain, it's not about the desire. It's more why you're doing it, for ulterior motives or for pure motives. See, desire doesn't have to be necessarily pure. You could have a desire and do something shleilu shema and stay shleilu shema. Still, there's a desire. I wouldn't stick it into this discussion. It's, it's to me, it goes because, like I just said, let's say a person doesn't come to the shema, but he desires to do ritual because uh, whatever, not because he's coming to the shema, because he's been trained to do that. So his desire is there. But see, see, genuine and not genuine desire, that is something that I don't, is not, is not part of the discussion. What means genuine desire not? Why when someone does something to make money from it, is it not a genuine desire? If someone does it for God, it's more genuine. It doesn't say that here. Here he's not talking about uh, the Kedusha of it. In other words, if a person does some Shleil there's a desire involved. I don't care what the reason is. The reason may be, uh, you see, but you're using desire is in, 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 a, in a different context, not what he's saying here. I would not use that here at all. Need to meet confuses because I'm not sure where it goes. You know, it's like you're talking already another sugya completely. Um, here he's talking really. I think you have to simply he's stripping it to basic functionality. What we're talking here, without any applications yet naveda, except the matter that you need someone's interest. 
You know, like you have students in the school who are brilliantly talented, but they have no interest. And you have people who are very, very much interested, and they're not so talented. You know, um, the argument that you can make, an argument, I mean, that argument, the question I had in the last chapter, if, you, if there was a scientist sitting here, or a neuroscientist, what they would argue, could argue, is what we're calling here desired Hudson is basically the brain and its central nervous system. In other words, yes, there is. Let's, we all agree there's a soul. Call it the, the source of energy of life. So there's a soul. It's giving energy. Okay, so the fact that we're alive, we all understand is a very amorphous thing. You know, that would be like the soul's energy. It gives life to the body from head to soul, from head to toe. Okay. Then, then comes the process. How do human beings process things? So we would. So a neuroscientist would say there's an unconscious. And then there's a conscious intelligence. So, and there's a very complex series of factors that causes people to uh, begin to uh, begin the process going. As you said, it could be something, you see something, it evokes something. It could be a distant memory. It could be something that you don't even remember. You don't even know why I'm interested in this. Why is one person interested in this and that? It can be back from your childhood. Who knows? No, whatever. No, I'm not getting now into the particular cause. Let's talk now. Once something has sparked human beings' interest... What's the process? The process is that the, neuro, the neurons in the brain begin to send messages. And, and those messages go into the different parts of the body. And you start acting or not acting on it, etc., etc. Um, and uh, bottom line, in the neuroscience, the question would be whether a neuroscientist has any room or need for this level called desire. So you could just say that's what it is. And that's not, we're not talking now about the brain training the arms and the legs to dance or to... So that's another part. That's, we're talking about the process before that, the interest in doing that. So I would respond if someone said that. I mean, again, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I'm just speaking that language, that no matter how, even a neuroscience, you may call it something else. What Chassidus calls ruts and desire is what a neuroscientist would call those first sparks that cause a person to want to, to be inclined. We're not getting to why... And yes, it's not, there's no problem that that Rotson, the first thing it does is, is charges neurons that will start sending messages. No problem. For example, I want, I desire now to move my finger. Instantaneous. No one's saying that there's necessarily Rotson in my finger. They're saying that there's a force inside the human body that doesn't have a particular container that desires something and immediately has control over your body. I cannot do it to your finger. For example, my Rotson can only affect my body. And instantaneously. There are some type of people that could. I understand, but I'm talking now without the. So so um, so I, so take, for me to do it to you, you have to either convince you or train you and so on. Again, I'm not talking about magical powers now. So the Rotson does definitely charge neurons because the fact what is the functionality? How does the finger actually know that my desire wants it to move? There's no problem saying that there's nerves that communicate to that finger, and that's also instantaneous. You know, does it take longer to move your toe than to move your finger? Because it's lower down? It's instantaneous relative to training somebody to, uh, to, to write or to think or to um, uh, draw and so on. In that sense, it's instantaneous. Um, See, I always said this when it talks about this thing of this instantaneous. It always seemed like the rotsen is everywhere. 
And it's true it is. The question whether it's connected to the nerves everywhere. In Chassidus, in my mother, I think in Derech Moshev, a few places he does speak about the nerves. But um, the instantaneous element. Does it travel at the speed of light? A message from the brain to the to the body? But let's say the best canary, the most conditioned person. I don't know, but there are different fibers that... Okay, fine, it doesn't matter. I don't think it changes much here regarding to the discussion. But here, clearly, in this chapter, the point is that that it doesn't require the training and the conditioning and the development that comes with um, the stages that when it's Eris and Kalim. That's very, very clear. That desire does not need Eris and Kalim because it doesn't need need to to, to train. Even, Even little children have reflexes that are just instantaneous in that sense, or immediate. Okay, that's chapter 50. The point, of course, being to not get away from the main point, the big focus here, is to understand transcendence, is to understand that which is not defined by the structure of existence. The whole point here is trying to come to how can we Mortals in a human structure and a cosmic structure connect to, connect to the Ratzin, connect to this uh, deeper place. In other words, in psychologically speaking, when we connect as human beings with each other, um, you could say we connect, my mind connects to your mind, my heart connects to your heart. Can my desire connect to your desire? Can my soul connect to your soul? Obviously, that creates a much deeper relationship. Because you could say, you know what, we're only connected on a functional level. We either have something in common interest or not. So we get together and we, we share that interest. Here, of course, obviously, if you can connect also Rotson to Rotson, so to speak, so then you're connecting that your soul's inclinations, your soul's desires, your soul's interests, and my soul's interests are one, you're talking about a real Neshama connection. Huh? That's the goal of a Shidduch, it's the goal of our relationship with God. It shouldn't just be on a functional level, it should be on, a, on that deeper level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, to bring it back to the picture, all these examples... No, correct, but, but you want it to be, you know, you want it to be a combination of being conscious of that as well. Yeah, fundamentally that's true. Remember, at the end of the day, like you said in the, at the end of Nachum, you said that the makif should be made in the pnimi. It's true. You could say we have a connection to that transcendent dimension, but then we're not aware of it. And we have a, obviously the goal in this whole process is that you should have a good, the, the chibur, the fusion of ermakif and erprimi, transcendence and imminence. Look, the mila of the of, of the whole structure that the first forty, as he said, the first uh, he spoke of the chapter from chapter two to here, the first forty-eight chapters was God wants the structure. At the end of the day, remember that was the whole thing of the essence spheres. Everything is in order for there to be this structure. The question is now that this structure, now we have Eris and Kalim, how do we go back to the Eris before the Kalim? Or even beyond that, to the, to the energy that's to connecting to the divine essence, so to speak, to the levels that are higher. That's the, the context. I just wanted to not lose it as we're just going through the details, breaking it down. That's the context of it all. Both on the human level and on a... And a look, you could have... I recently dealt with a couple. There's no question in my mind they love each other. And they have a deep connection, but because their instruments and their faculties were were were, were not really there or properly trained, they screwed up their lives. Basically, they destroyed their lives. And when you try to look for the spark of the connection, 
they both will say, well, I think we have it, but it's been so so many years and so much uh, damage, you know, that done. So that's obviously not the goal. So the connection is there, but who does it help if they're both not conscious of it and they can't do anything about it? So the challenge is how do you create, reignite the connection and make sure now not only that the faculties don't disturb it, but they actually support it. So that's a whole, that tactic takes time. I'm, just, I'm, I'm pointing out only that, that there's a real, there's a real nafkamina, there's a real application of understanding this transcendent level. It's not just a nice discussion about Rutzen. I'm saying it also because it helps ground like where we're going here. Because we can go off and just talk about it so abstractly and say, okay, so what's the point? So, okay, so now we know Rutzen doesn't have a container and it moves very quickly. <laughs> you know, but there's a point to it. That there's a part of us that is um, so-called that a part of it that's conditioned and develops and grows, and there's a part of the soul's involvement. I mean, I really think, at the end of the day, I would love to have a discussion with a neuroscientist about this, but at the end of the day, this is extremely eloquent and powerful, and I would say compelling, and very resonating um, picture of a human being. It's also because it's clear. There's no question, when you see this, even though you know it may be hard to dissect scientifically where, what, when, but the idea that, that the soul has interests or doesn't have interests, and then there's the faculties, is very clear there's two things. There's no question about it. I mean, I, 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 I don't need even faith for that. It's completely logical, based on, on human, observing human beings. That's what You see it all the time. And it's outside the nervous system. When you're talking about faculties already, going in... Okay, so the question is... So good. So the, the thing is, you see, neuroscientists, science, just like physics, can only reach the things that they can empirically uh, measure. You know, you can you can look, even though the brain is extremely difficult, but today we know there are neurons, there are parts of the brain that begin to activate when you do certain things. You know, you see this. You know, my brother-in-law, just telling you about his stroke, you sing a niggin, a song, is no problem. Words is a problem. And it's two different parts of the brain, completely. So clearly, you see, in science, you could identify so-called the first place in the physical physiology and neurology of a human being where things begin. Obviously, he's going here a step before because the soul you cannot put on a slab. There's no microscope. You can't, what does the soul look like? All we know about the soul is its functions, its effects on us. So, and, so it's true. When you talk about ruts and desire, you're talking about a faculty of the soul that is precisely what he's saying. If it wasn't a keli, we'd be able to define it. Maybe that's a good way to put it. A brain, you can, you can analyze because it's in a container. So you go to the container and look for it. Where are you going to find desire? Desire is in, the, is in the domain of the soul, and the soul can't be dissected. So how are you going to figure out? But we know that there's an expression. We know that the soul either has interest or doesn't have interest. Don't bother me. Why can't you say that's in the brain? Okay. No, he, he's right. Because he fundamentally, what do you mean, in the brain? It, it manifests through the brain. The brain is its uh, so-called uh, first, like, like, you know, that, just because the soul's interest, let's say, because you could have a perfect brain, and God forbid not have a soul, not you. A person could have a brain... There has to be something good. Just like the soul, is, is the soul in the brain? Some scientists say that. You have to say the soul is beyond the brain. It may rest, and may, it may be its first place of, of, of where contact. No. Mishkan ha seichel is b'meach. Yeah, but it's not the nefesh. It's a nefesh of the kiss ready as it's a functional nefesh of the kiss. Yeah, it says it in Tanya. And Mishkan Nefesh is in the heart. I'm not, but I'm talking about the I'm talking about the Neshama as the besides the thing, blood, the part. Once I'm not talking now. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the soul here now, either as a life force period, or as a piece of uh, you know, like the soul before it came to the body. 
Let's put it this way. Nefeshelikis had an entity before. Once it's... I didn't say it doesn't manifest there. I didn't say, of course, it manifests inside. But like we spoke about Neshama, there's Nefesh, Ruch, Neshama, Chai, Let me just say that. Nefesh manifests and it slaps his dick away. They say, Nefeshelikis, Nefesh Abanis. We talk about Ruach now of the Neshama, or Neshama of it says it's inside of you, but it's not inside of you. you can't, it's not inside someone else. But you can't identify it in a particular... You know. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, Ratzin is a keich makif. As soon as it's a makif, it means it's beyond any type of... Uh, the, mind, the intelligence of the mind is in the brain. If anything, Ratzin works through the brain. And that's the first, like it's the central nervous system. The Ratzin has to tell the brain, send the message here, send the message. <laughs> The point of the matter is, it is ultimately, definitely, a that's clear. Which means that, it's, you, like he said before about in Tanya, he says that makif, sevev, ain't pidushu sevev makif mamayla. He says in Tanya, only pidushu is you can't contain it. Makif doesn't mean that it's not in, it just means it's not containable in a particular fashion. So it's in us, but not uh, defined by any of the particular structure. Okay, now let's go to Nunalf. Chapter 51. And now, the way, after discussing how Ratzna Kechis, how desire and the faculties develop, that one develops and one is just there, he's not speaking about the way Ratzna. The way the desire transmits into all the into all the into all the faculties and organs that that's so he's adding now like this that when the souls when desire is there the 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 of the person is there meaning that if you're not really want to be there you're not your etzim is not there not just a reflection meaning well, let's see what he means. Kamoi b'shari keiches, the mashanim shi b'keich atach nuraka oder levad, like in the other faculties, that what is extends, what transmits to the lower faculty is only a reflection. You know the expression "mokem shadetzayin shaladam shamhu." Person where a person desires to be, that's where he is. There's something about desire that he's going to explain now that brings. Um, I don't say the word all of you. But the essence of you there. So, for instance, I mentioned a student that is forced to study, but he's not interested. So you could say you have a you have something there because he's there, and he's probably making ten percent effort, but you can't call it his etzim is there. Etzim here, we're not don't, don't confuse it with atzmos. We're not talking about etzim hanashama. We're not talking about etzim uh, that, that you're fundamentally good and godly. We're talking here etzim is composed of hara. Ha'ara means a um, diminished reflection of something. Like when you say, Ha'ara, Ha'ara, like you say, let's say, um, I'm trying to find a good example, Ha'ara. You cannot contain, when, you, when, when, for example, when a teacher teaches something and gives an example of an example of an example, I wouldn't call that really ha'ara. The sun giving a light down to this earth. So you don't. if you're right inside the sun, you wouldn't be able to see, you wouldn't be able to exist. It's a reflection. 
Yeah, it's a reflection means a, a diminished and a more superficial um, form of whatever it is that is transmitting. Etzem would be that there's more of the, of the essential source there. I'll try to explain it as we go along. I'm looking for the right words. I don't have the exact words. Yeah. Here we go. Also Gamkin. The Seichel. See there. The intelligence that also transmits into all the organs. Gambiyad uberegel. Also in the arm and in the leg. The essence of the energy of the mind is not going to the arm and to the leg. Only an outer reflection of. Which means the arm and the hand do not become intelligent entities. Like when you use your fingers to write something, or you, you walk with intel- an intelligent manner, you dance in a, with an organized way, it's not like suddenly seichel went into the hand. Part of the seichel, a reflection of the seichel, is communicating to the hand. Which it cannot communicate, let's say, to another part of the body. If you notice, in the last few chapters, he keeps going back to chapter 2. Because all this is really summing, concluding that which he began then and then went into all discussion of Eris Primim and the faculties. She so keeps referring back. Like we discussed before in chapter 2. That what manifests from the intelligence into the Mekeich into your... Uh, how would you call it? Your power, your action, your, your faculty of... No, Vahiluch and Kriyacha Maisa means anything you do, any any uh, um, act, Vahiluch and movement. Hurach Chitzeni is the Chitzeni is Bovad, Maasechel. It's only the outer and the outer, Chitzeni, the outer dimension of the outer dimension of the intelligence. Vahatzmasa Sechel Bomeyach Shabereish. The essence of Sechel is the intelligence in the brain, in the mind, in the head. The mind in the head. Simply put, when we conceive Chachma, Bina, and Das, when we are in the process of burning the rubber, right? Where we're struggling to try to conceive and understand uh, an idea. That is Atzmus HaSeichel, in this context. When the Seichel is telling the rest of the body, do this, do that, or it's even training it to do it in an organized way, it's telling the fingers, here, write something beautiful powerful, intelligent, there the, the fingers are only getting a ha'ara, a reflection. Like he explained there. And that's why, why is that the case? Why can the atzmus ha'seichel go into the rest of the body? Because the mayach, the brain, the mind, is the container for the energy, for the air of the seichel. So here too we need to dissect it. This too needs explanation. Besides the fact that I just explained that desire is a type of makif, a type of invisible, you could say, or um, non-substantial, uh, non, uh, non-physical, what I want to use was shapeless type of desire from the soul. Remember, in the faculties too, there's the erha seichel and there's the kliya seichel. There's also, like he explained there, there's the you know, you could have the physical brain and you don't have the power of intelligence, just like you don't have the power of desire. So it's another power that's needed to be understood. You can have the physical eye, and then there's the Kayachari and there's the Ratsan, Liris. So you really need three things to really get, get anything going. You need a container, 
you need the energy in the container, and then you need the desire to want to do it. So he also did the same thing. So, the, so when it comes to this, the first two things I just said, that Yair and Kelly, they work hand in hand together. So the Meich is a Kelly Yair Asechel, Shusham B'Pchinis Islapshus Mamish. The intelligence is Mamish B'Islapshus. It's Mamish literally um, um, integrated into the container. Umeisham Atzmus Asechel, and that's where the essence of the Sechel radiates. And the other organs are just received from the mind, from the brain. Not that they themselves are containers. They're containers for other functions. So even though they're not containers, nevertheless, as we explained in the last chapter, they need they need preparation. This is the Meich Shabbat Somis. Okay, he's talking about the bone marrow. And in general, the Lachluch is the moisture, and the Shamnuni is the fat <laughs> in the organs. Okay, he's saying like this that even though they're not a container, but they're also not like, uh, for example, a table. But not a table. But take any object. Is not, is not a container for the soul's energy and for the intelligence. The body, at the end of the day, yes, the fingers and the arms and the, the legs and everything are not a container for intelligence like the brain is, but they're a container that is somewhat, um, um, what's the word for it, uh, conducive, conducive to the energy that goes inside of them. So he's saying, Hamoyach Shabbat Somis. For example, the, 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 the bones are not just dry, dead bones. They have in them marrow. They have in them some. They have, they have they have a force, a life, that makes them capable and prepared to receive the body's energy, the, the soul's energy, and its intelligence. And in general, the moisture and the fat within the body, within the organs, is what allows that to happen. For example, God forbid, when, when any of those elements are missing, that part of the body can atrophy and become completely need to be, God forbid, amputated. Because it becomes a dead weight. So I'm pointing. He's just adding that even say it's not. They're not fundamental keli. You can't say that the hands are keli for seichel, but they're keli for the. They're generally they are more conducive than other things that are completely not keli and containers. Being that they're not full container for the seichel of the intelligence and them that radiates only a reflection of the seichel and only its external, its outer dimension. I want to explain what ha'ada is and what chetzenius is because he clearly identifies them. Ha'ada, I would say, is that it's not the full, it's not the full, um, the the, the ha'ada would be more like qualitative and chetzenius is more, I think, quantitative. Well, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Ha'ara would be that it's not the full brain power that's working as when you're, let's say, conceiving or contemplating on ideas. Chitzin Sa'seichel would mean that it's getting only an external dimension of what Seichel is expressing. So let me explain what I'm saying. Let's say a writer. So you're, you're using your, your writing or typing an idea that you're coming definitely from your brain that's traveling through your fingers. So the fingers are, number one, they're not 
the full brain power is not in the fingers. The full brain power is when you're sitting and contemplating and really thinking it through. Fingers are more instruments, now you're going to communicate it. So number one is the whole brain power, the whole intense brain power is not there. It's only ha'ara, only reflection. Chetzenius is that even what you express that is seichel, not just uh, even, even the part that is seichel, no, but even the part that does have brain power, has something, is only an external dimension of what the brain is really capable of. That's how I would define So one is about the energy of the brain, and the other is the intelligence of the brain. And in the other Eivarim, they're both, they're both either only a harder, they're both only a reflection and a, only an external dimension. On the other hand, desire. Will. Desire. That does not have a particular container. So besides what he said before, the first consequence of Ratzin not having a container is that it doesn't take any time for it to develop, for it to move, for it to travel, for it to grow. Both within the body and in over the years. The second thing in this chapter he's discussing, because it has no particular container, so the way it manifests, the way it transmits, that it's, it's essential. What you see is what you get, basically. Chachma goes through gradations. Just like a teacher has to teach. I mean, it's very much connected to what he said earlier. Why is it that we have to go through development and growth in our intelligence, our emotions? Because it's in containers. We are a developed structure. The structure has to develop step by step. If it went immediately, if suddenly what you saw, what you got from the day one, the whole structure that as we know it as human beings didn't exist, wouldn't exist. Education is not just an incidental thing. It's built in. Education and training is helping a person grow from one place to the next. Ratzin is what you see is what you get, so to speak. A desire, blah, there's no symptom. There's no steps, there's no training and so on. Because the Ratzin is not defined by any container. It's not defined by structure. So when it, when, it, when it manifests, it manifests. When it doesn't, it doesn't. Even though he said in the previous chapter that Ratzin can be concealed, because over the years, what controls the human being, but that's only because what, what dominates in your life is not your desires. An adult, he said before, you know, has the, the internal faculties are the ones that run your life. You don't just follow every desire that comes your way. But... When, the, when a desire is a desire, it's atmusin imsha b'chol makim. L'chein eifam pulos aratzu shapel b'kol ha'evarim v'akeiches u'bederech shlitem amshala. Now he's adding that. And that's why the way ratzin affects pulos, the function of ratzin, how it affects, effectuates in all the organs and the faculties, is shlita, is a way of shlita and amshala. Shlita, um, co- coercion. Um, uh, forcing shlitem mshalah like a like a ordered uh, forced. It's not really the word for shlitem mshalah means like a commander. It's not. It's not. It doesn't ask you. It it orders you. Yes. Say shlita mshalah. This kas shlita mshalah. The difference is shlita shalit is to dominate. Mshalah means to rule. Yeah, but it's not can we say but. Machuse berotzen kib lalein. Mamshal tocha b'chol dever there. Machuse is berotzen. Actually, not this rotzen. It's the rotzen of the. And mamshala is is basically like a king's authority. It's with authority. That's the word I was looking for. It's in a form of authority. 
Not like the effect of seichel that also affects all the faculties. You know, just to compare the two, they both affect the faculties. But in this case, when intelligence affects the faculties, it's not through dominion, it's not through domination, or through authority and command, order. Like for example, when you say the mind controls the heart, shalit. The word shalit is using actually, even though shalit is shlita. Okay, but he's going to say. So, Mershalav means mind over heart. It means in Tanya Perikid Beis from, from Zayar Pinchas. It's not in the form of Mamshola, meaning I command, I order you, but it's in the form of Erpnimi. It's an internalized way. It, it, um, it convinces the heart, it does not order the heart. Shapel ba midah in an internalized way, it affects the midas that it should be like, it should be, it should be governed by, it should follow the governance of the, of the, of the mind. It's rational, more rational. The commission is canal. This is also discussed in chapter 2. That's kapo over midas. That's like, yeah, yeah, mechen over midas. And it's also a form of training and education. Intelligence teaches and manig and uh, is like a role model. It's a, uh, a guide. It teaches and guides the midas, right? Now we also have a situation where the intelligence can cause bittel in the midas, can basically um, like um, all of, uh, uh, su- uh, subjugate them or bittel um, um, bittel in other words, midas on their own are yesh. I want this, I want that. We discussed that earlier. Well, it's good for me, I want it. I desire it. Let's take away the word desire. It's not to get confusion here. Mida, I like this, I like that. Moichen, because Moichen fundamentally doesn't think in terms of I like it, I don't like it, as we learned earlier. It talks about the subject matter itself. It could even come to a conclusion that it's good, but doesn't yet say it's good for me. Because Meichen, they fundamentally are bittel, because their focus is on the truth of the matter, not on what is, what's in it for me. They also affect that the midas should have that type of so-called humility. Lack of narcissism and egocentricism. So basically he just said three things, I think, that the mind, how the mind affects. Number one is that it, um, the number one is that it communicates with it. It affects it. It doesn't order it. It doesn't, it's not just plain authority. And he says it's, it's a form of training and, and train, teaching, training, and guidance. And now also, and it could even bring something more. Not just that it guides them, it also influences them to have some bittal. By Ikir in the parentheses now. How, how long does this parentheses go? Oh, <laughs> very good. You're right. I just didn't see that. And the main prim- primary function of bittel in the midas is like it says elsewhere. This is vital because if you remember before, he spoke about chachman bina, chachman is ayin, and bina is yesh. So that's why he's adding here. I assume that's why he's adding that the primary role of the bittel into the midas comes from bina could also be a guide of the midas, but the primary bittel 
its selflessness comes from Chachma, like it says elsewhere, because Chachma itself is Ayin and Bittl, which is, of course, a central theme of Ayin Beis altogether. Well, but you see, when he says Amoichen Beetzem Him begins Bittl, doesn't mean the Amoichen are fundamentally compromisers. It means Amoichen are fundamentally not self. Right. Uh, uh, you could say that. I would. I would say more than that. I'd probably say more than just compromise, because that you can convince me that they should compromise it's for their interest to compromise. Here it looks to me like it's saying more that it's teaching the midas to have a little, a little more a little kite. I mean, look, that's a good step too. The midas can have no compromise. I'm saying compromise. Then bitl, I think, is more than just compromise. And that's when the Midas are not in, in, intensity, full Bizgabas, meaning Bizgabas, uh, they're in a dominating state. That's when the intelligence can cause them to have some bitl, some, some, some humility. And that is because. I know this means because they're like containers to the intelligence. In other words, he's explaining how Moyach and Midas are not like Rotson. Why are the Midas affected this way? Why can the Moyach, okay, yes, when the Midas are full intensity, it's going to be hard to, to harness and train them. But why, when, what can you do that? Because they're like Kalim to the Moyach. He says, Kamoy Kalim. It's not like a Kalim, it's not like the brain is a container to the intelligence. But Midas are somewhat of containers, they're receptive to. The intelligence, the kashamidus, same be gabris, ef shalamech lifu behem habitl. Oh, that's only proving that you can't force. That's it. It's also part of memshallah. That's that's the word. Because when midas are in full intensity, are intense, intense, and very strong and dominating, the mind cannot affect them, cannot cause them to have bitl. Kim kashad enim be It's only when they are not dominating and not that uh, what the world wild, not untamed. He's going to say, of course, Ratzin, which because of Memshala, can do it even when they're wild, because it has that power of dominion. Because now the effect of intelligence on emotions is in two ways. Or they cause a weakness, they weaken the emotional intensity. And this is. What happens on the level of the outer, the outer dimension of intelligence, which means, what does that mean? It means intelligence that has a relationship with emotions. Remember, we learned that before also. There's Moichet Be'etzem, where you're just contemplating an idea, there's no connection to any subjectivity, to any, is it good, is it not good? It's pure abstract thinking, theoretical thinking. Here we're talking already how the Moichet is an outer level of the Moichet that's already impacting in the Midas. And what it does is he's saying is that it weakens them. The reflection of the intelligence, because this intelligence is already thinking about so-called on the terms of the midas, is already thinking about is this a good thing or not? You know, like for example, when a person is contemplating on theoretical physics or some theoretical concept, let's say Rotzen or Atmos, that's you know When a person is thinking, okay, now something came my way. Is this good? Should I should I take this offer or should I not take this offer? There's also intelligence. But it's an intelligence that's related to is this thing good for me or not good for me? So the intelligence is invested now, so-called in the emotional implications of, of the matter. 
So it's not the same type of level of meichin, but it's a meichin that's speaking now to the midas. So you could explain to the midas, you know, here you had a great offer, it's very seductive, but let me tell you something. Emotionally it sounds appealing, but if you look a little deeper, you'll see this is not a good investment. Or uh, it's, it's maybe dangerous. Looks like a good candy. But it's really poisonous. I mean, I'm just giving you an example. So the mechen, it's only a chetzein, it's a mechen. And what it's doing, it's weakening the midah, because the midah is not a complete idiot, so to speak. Or midah is a keli to receive. He's speaking about the two ways mechen affects the midahs. So it weakens. The other is a mechen, musik ba midah, shalizei nasach lizus ha midah, lisanai, kufiyah mechen. So, since this is like a lower science, you're not talking theoretical physics or deep levels to the midah, you're talking on its terms. So therefore, it's understandable by the emotion. This weakens the intensity of the midah that wanted this thing, desired it, felt it was drawn to it. It's not to behave according to the guidance of the mind. So the mind, like, you know, warned, or so to speak, trained and showed. That's one way that mechen affects the midahs. So he's really analyzing here how eras bekelim work. How, inter- how inter- imminent energy works, as opposed to Ratzon. Another way is that the Midas are not like the mind tells the Midas, hey, this is not such a good thing, and the Midas relates to it, and so on. That the Mechen's power caused the Midas, the emotions, to automatically, not through convincing, automatically become uh, nullified. That through the mind, and this is specifically through the inner dimension of the mind, it's, it, it nullifies the emotions. And here again, and this is primarily in Midas. This light of the energy, the energy of the mind also radiates within the Midas. And because the mind fundamentally is Bittl, is ayin, is not self-oriented, they also affect Bittl in the Midas. We need an example of this. Chochmah is because Chochmah is Ayin and Bina is Yesh. At the end of the day, when you break it down, Bina is me, my understanding. So Bina is closer to the Midas than Chochmah is in a certain way. Chochmah senses the, the flaw, the awesomeness of the divine. Yeah, but it's not Bina. You said it has to protect Bina. So that's why it's primarily Chochmah. Yeah, but it's not Bina. So he keeps saying primarily. He's not saying only. Uh, but it's still through being. Okay. Why are you saying that? That's not relevant here. Shemera er. Okay. Shemera gam mizulizim chinsulizim hapel mizulizim. But two fifty three. Look at later two fifty three. There probably helps explain the second. The first one I explained. The second one. What would be an example of the second one? See, the second one is also not by command or by order. It's also affecting it. It's just saying it's a deeper... I don't know if that would be the right example. I think because primis amechen. It sounds to me, maybe, that maybe what you said is one-way example, that it's like the midas sense that this is not appropriate because of that, but... Person who's not, not 
We just bottled the hot. I know it's meat has been bottled the hot. That's it. It's meat. the opposite way. Yeah. When you have meat, it's usually, especially if they're not developed and they're wild, right. they, 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 they don't accept the hook. Well, that's, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. That's like a baby. That you see that a, a person will respect the hook and it's not because he's, you know, like it. Okay. We have to look at pedagration and gimel. I remember it vaguely, but... Um, You could have some passage. You could have also another example. I need to really look into it more to see if what the example would be. I think like this, that middis, which are part and also speak to this, see sometimes, for example, a person is very much involved in a very deep and important uh, mission or subject. So even though the middis have their inclinations, but with the bitl of the meichen can cause a bitl that the middis just will just respect and and uh, defer to the intelligence at that moment. I would say something like that. Now this is specifically when the emotions are such that they feel within them the 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 the, the light, the, the energy of intelligence. And therefore they become nullified because of this energy and this revelation. All this that we just spoke about, is in a form of islapshus. Intelligence manifests in the midas, in the emotions. Not in a form of, of dominance and control and authority. That's what he discusses later. But the second way, the first way, it's isaskus. The mind is busy training and educating and guiding the emotions. In the second way, it doesn't need to guide, it just, it's bitl automatically causes the emotions to have bitl. The pu'ula shebederech shlita einza sheyeshlam eze erech v'shaychesh sheyenirgesh er hapayel. Because something that affects something in a form of control, dominance, it's, it's not, it's because einza because they, it's not because it's not because the thing that it's affecting that it's dominating over has some type of commensurate proportion ratio and shaykhus and relationship to the force that's controlling it that it should sense and feel the energy that affects it in midas the midas feel and sense the mind either through training that's Isaskus involvement and commitment or because they sense it, because they have the relationship with them. When it comes to something that is directly the kiim, rather So when a king orders somebody, it's not because the one the, the subject has a relationship with the king, understands him, relates to him, and so on. No, it's because this dominating force is a 
a, a higher force, and a powerful force, it therefore affects because of its intensity, because of its take of its uh, its sheer power. That's right. Yeah. By mind and by mind and heart and mind and emotions of intelligence and emotions and feelings, It's not because of intensity. It's and rather it's because of their relationship, because of their connection to each other. A relationship with the or in the first way, the outer dimension of intelligence and 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 that affect the midas, that train the midas, and weakening the midas, the emotions, or in the inner dimension of intelligence, in a form of subjugation, that let's not use subjugation, form of of causing them to be nullified or causing them to be humbled. The first one is that the minutes have to be the Prince Halishas. The second one the minutes could be in the same No, no. Because no, if you look before you look before you look before he says no, when real his gabras, even the second one won't work. That's what that's what it looks like. Because they both are they both they have to have some receptivity. And you see that factually. Look, there are midas uh, that uh, make them does not affect. So the yesh shamayak shalta lev. Fine, they're both islapsus. He yeah. says they're both because of relationship. Well, the question is, I, I don't know about that. I think it's more than quantitative. I just told you, first of all, pale it's not that way. So you can't be contradicting fact. The fact is, sometimes the doesn't control them. According to you, it should always be controlled either one way or the other. I said, it's not like that. Secondly, if you read before the two Efanim, look at the line there. He says there's Gabrus. It's only when there's no Gabrus. Or else it undermines the whole case. Because if it's always doing it, that means the Mayach can always... Uh, by Rotson, even if it's totally Gabrus, it will be able to dominate. Another level is... And then there's a state where the mind dominates... Control shalat alev rules. So shalat here meaning not the shlita is using by rots. Gamal primis alev that it also rules and affects the inner dimension of the heart. He's now introducing a new thing. Primis alev. Vayinu b'chinas is galus v'zgabas hamechin b'yeser. So a third level here is that it affects also the inner dimension of the heart, and that's through a revelation and his gabrus hamechin, a particular overpowering dimension of intelligence, and increasingly. Powerful dimension of intelligence, expression of intelligence. And this level is by someone who's a sikhli be'etzem. He's a fundamental intellectual, he's a fundamental, his mind is sikhli be'etzem. Everything about him and all his behavior, all his, his lifestyle, everything about him is only sikhli, are not all governed by sikhli. You know such a person? No, 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 no. No, please, no, no, no. So by a person like this, when he reveals the energy of his mind, you know, his brain power, it controls also the inner dimension of the heart. 
that the, that the Midrash should, should not, the spashtas, there should not be an extension, expression of the emotions. Also in their level of intensity and espousals and their excitement. So even this third dimension he just introduced is also in a form of islapshas. It's also not a, a uh, what's the word, autocratic, a uh, dictatorship. A dictatorship. Yeah. That's why someone who's not a sikhli be'atsim, someone who's not this way, that doesn't have this like, because fundamentally he's ruled by seichel. Which means that the, the, the light of the mind is not revealed in a er atzmi, in a fundamental, essential light. And the midas are not on that level of mechen, like by this person. I'll take a He's unable to overpower the intensity and the excitement of the emotions. So we see here too requires the mind's in, in, uh, the mind's. Um, that negates my assumption. Huh? This line negates my assumption. I'm telling you also before if you read it, um, I would say level two can probably do more than level one, but the question is. So so here too you see the intervention of intelligence. It's not just. That the person desire, you know, stop controlling the midas. Is the mind because the seichel bats, and that's why he's able to achieve this level. This level needs to be explained a little more. But let's let's go on. However, the effect of desire is in a form of autocratic, of of um, command. How would you say shlita? Dominion, dominance. Command, order, authority. Rulership. Being that it's a higher power, and very power intense and strong, it causes bitl and all the faculties that they should be nullified before this desire, before this will. Okay. Well, I mean, seichel is always pnimi. No matter what, seichel is always a pnimi. Just by definition, I mean, it seems even though that the rutzim is, is taken, the others also have a, a quality that doesn't really give much space for the meters. It just overcomes them. No. So hold exactly where the point is exact. He just explained, and on which level are you talking about? The first, second, or third? No. The fact is, as I just said, if that's the case, why is it that sometimes emotions are not controlled by intelligence? What? Okay, that means it's not. It doesn't have that authority over it. That's exactly right. And Rotson is strong enough. Okay, so so that's that's the key difference. Yes, because it's not strong enough because they're because they're because one is they're on the same level. They're bishlapsus. They're that's what he says. They're kalim to me. They are they they're on the same level. So they are. It's like two people in the same uh, league. So of course, someone from a higher league is more powerful. There's always going to be more powerful. That's exactly the point. That's number one. That's number one. Number two, even in level two and three, it's because intelligence is in some way impacting on the emotions. There's some type of r- rational impact here. This isn't just some type of command. 
And first of all, you have to understand Midas and Meichen speak to each other. They're both part of one entity, the human being. And secondly, as I said, the secondly is, as I said, so the Meichen, both in level two for sure and level three also. It's very simple. Meichen has the Midas respect and recognize this, 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 this element of the Meichen. So they defer to them. It's, it's, through, it's, it's, it's convinced. Not because it's been ordered. It's convinced. That's the bottom line. And the and, and Ratzon, it's order being ordered, commanded. And it's not just, a, you know, not, not words also. It's the content. By nature, intelligence is a communicator. By nature, intelligence is not a commander. It's a, it's a trainer. It's an educator. If someone has obstinance, that's not coming from intelligence. Intelligence has patience. It communicates. He's not saying all that, but I'm just explaining. Its whole nature and personality is an educator. Educator means there's a response from the educated or commensurate to the what's given over. Here we're saying that no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Educators and educators. Sometimes yeah. you defer to the educator because you relate to it exactly. Sometimes you defer because you respect. But there's a relationship. Relationship. Mother, if we're saying that it doesn't tell the, doesn't tell the meter what to do, but because there's a certain quality by the educator, as you're saying, the respect, therefore... It just I just gave one example. I can give you 50 different examples. That's just one. Therefore, it just falls in line. I don't use the word fall in line. It, it says it will be humbled. It will be humbled. And it will, it, will, it, will, it will repress its natural intensity. Okay, it will repress its, um, its natural tendency. In other words, it's the Pimi's heritage of Amida is not explained. It's just overwhelmed. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I don't see that at all. It's, it's clearly, Seichel does not work by overwhelming. Seichel works by communicating. Sometimes it communicates and the middle can relate to it. Sometimes the middle relates to the bit of it. You know, like a person sees. Uh, a human being, let's talk practical. A human being may have, you may be hungry, but your mind is involved in something very profound and very important. As it's developed something very important and very profound, the middle says, you know what? I'll defer to this because it's also in my interest. Okay? And then there's of course the third level where the mechen the, atzmi the, is such that it affects even the deepest part of the heart. But they're communicating. They're, it's all a relationship that communicates. Remember, the, the Midas are interested in their own interest. Now, that interest sometimes is sees is, 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 is that it's important to, to hear the, what the mind has to say because the mind is something important to say. Sometimes it understands it perfectly. This is not good, like the Chutzenius, Chalishas. Sometimes it relates to the bit of it. Like I said, if, if, if you are involved in, a, in, a, in an important thing, and your mind is completely intense. The middas suddenly are distracted; they want something else. But they will defer because it's also in their interest to defer. That's a that, that is a absolutely a relationship type of thing. Now there are times when the middas are so intense, and the mind can't do anything about it, and that proves the fact that it proves that sometimes the middas are receptive and sometimes they're not. And when they're not, the mind can do nothing about it. It comes out. It comes out that I don't know what you're talking about. I'm speaking, I just gave you an example of human actions. Give me an example in human life where, no, tell me an example where the mind, no, 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 listen a second. Give me an example. I just gave examples of how the Midas and their interests defer to the mind without any orders. Exactly. And you give me an example where they defer to orders. Just as we see that it's occasionally a person is... Give me one example. That's all I'm looking for. Just as we see it's occasionally 
the person is bottled to somebody else, not because of the job, but just because it, 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 I, that example does not apply here. This talk of midas and meichin, not people. No, no, that's 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 that's, that's uh, deferring to an authority. It's not an example. It's, it's completely not fitting here. But I basically gave examples here. I gave you an example. Give me an example where a mida uh, takes a command of the mind and just like 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 like, like a subject to a king. There's no such thing. He just gave. I just told you. Either the mida is stronger and doesn't listen, and if it does listen, it either listens because it relates somewhat, or because it receives that it's in my interest, even though I don't relate, or because it's elevated into the level of the meichem be'etzim. All three are not by command and order. Just think about. You know what? Think about it, and find an example where you see a midah listens like an order of a king, and then we can talk. Do you have an example like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to work on it. Just, you'll just uh, won't say anything for a moment. I'll try to say it. No, just say it later. I'll continue. Meanwhile, okay. Mashen can pull shlita. However, the the effect of, of of desire is in the form of command, of order. Being that it's a higher power and intense, how do you pill? It affects a type of a subjugation of all the faculties. They should be misbattled before this desire, before this will. So, do you have an example? One example. Okay, do me a favor. Because this is on recording, if you have an example, I'll take it. If not, we'll talk about it after the class. Okay? No. If you have an example, you'll give it to me after the class. And then I'll bring it into the discussion. I don't want to have a discussion here about Makav and Primi until you give me an example of an emotion that follows an order, a command of the mind. If it's a command, I will tell you it's desire. It's Rotson. If it's not, because the fact of the matter is, mind and heart are both kreichus that speak to each other. I want to hear an example. It would be great. I don't. I can't find one. Any order of command that emotion shouldn't be doing is purely. If it's a real order that mamish controls, would be even Rotson. I would wonder. Can a person's desire really control emotions? The fact is, we see even that doesn't happen. But there, I could say, you know, there I could say, if a person, for example. Um, He's standing in front of the Rebbe, tells him to do something, right? There and then, it's like an order, he'll just not do it. Not because of Seichel, because completely deferring to the Rot Namelech. But will it last, is the question. <laughs> it's another story. But, uh, but as far as mind and heart, any sublimation of the heart is this. I also would suggest learning chapter 2, where he discusses this, and chapter 253, where he also discusses but this. Your example that you gave before, it, it, yeah. somebody was working, let's say, on a project, and then really got distracted and, and, and basically, his emotions understood that it's let him work on the project because uh, it's, it's also it's, it's in his best interest. That that's, a, that's an example where the mind, where the mind's bittle, the, the emotions relate to the mind's bittle and, it's, and, and causes them also bittle. Right, so that was, that was one. Yeah, that's the example I gave for level two. Yeah. 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 It's an example. There are probably many, there are many, many examples. It's basically, as he's saying, it's two ways to understand how the Meichen communicates to the Midas. Uh, you, have, you have many examples of it. Even in general, even on a daily basis, that we don't just follow wildly our emotions. 
Is it always because they always understand it may not be good? It's because they basically have a certain... They've been trained in general that, you know, you have to follow your intelligence. It doesn't always mean that you get it. You generally mean this that are by an adult, I'm talking. It's like a healthy respect for them, for the mind. Or it's a, they, it, they're in part of one entity. You know, like this, this. Little children, the mind is not yet developed, so they just follow their emotions. Tantrums, this is. You get older... The mind and the mind has means that the mind has now trained the heart. You, work, you function together. You go to work. This you don't just have tantrums. Doesn't always mean you get it. Sometimes your intelligence can actually. It basically, if you read the words, he's saying it's, it's essentially the self-control that the mind has developed in a human being. But if the midrashah is gabbes biyesed, suddenly this they suddenly take control, and the mind says nothing, can say nothing. Or some other, or we all have our tithes that are very powerful. Right, yeah, yeah. Any big, strong emotional reaction. You have to put everything in context and not look just at the lines here. The context is that Meich and Amidus are both in the same domain. They're both faculties. It would be like um, the arms and the legs and the rest of the body. They all have faculties, but they work together. Meich and Amidus work together, generally speaking. The question is how they work together. As soon as you work together, that's a cooperation. They're not, you know, they're not... Rotson doesn't work together. Rotson is a king. He's a leader. In other words, they work together. They don't have two different desires. They, no, they may have two different interests. They have definitely... Midas is interested in what it wants, and Meich is interested in reflecting on something better and higher. You know, Meich is objective. Midas are subjective. So that's clear. No, it's keeping them together is that they are Kechus premium, one body. What keeps uh, your eyes and your ears coordinated? The way it's created. That's the structure of, of Edison Kalin. But it's not like two separate things. I need a higher... Uh, uh, that's another discussion. How? I mean, I would say basically it's because they're Eris premium. Because the structure of Eris premium is such as symbiosis. The emotions know, because of their self-interest, they know they need the rest of the... Po- they came from the emotions. The emotions are their source. It's a whole different discussion. Not necessarily. No, no, no. Later he speaks the exact opposite. The midas don't come from Meich. They're trained from Meich. But the point of the matter is not because of coming. Right now it's just that there are, in relative volunteer, it's a structure. So you may have different interests. You have conflicting interests. But the way they deal with it is negotiation, compromise, discussion, de- deference. It's like, it's like a relationship between a husband and a wife. There's, not, there's, no one, there's no commander there. There's no king they're both equals. Yeah. Don't get personal here. No, no. Okay. And we'll understand this even better with the Bisalmas Akechis. With the faculties that are concealed. The Ratzon desire can affect that a faculty should be completely concealed. The power of intelligence does not have that power to conceal a faculty completely. To with 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 the, to repress. Yeah, they couldn't hear. You can limit... One second, what time is it now? 10.20. I'll go a few more minutes. 
intelligence can delimit the flow, that it shouldn't express, it shouldn't extend, only only, only in a limited fashion. He can limit it in this specific expression detail, and replace it. Expression to be channeled in another hand. That's what I think he means. The Let's think of an example. Maybe I'll give an example. What's the example? No, for example, if somebody has um, this tendency to spill blood, so we say channel that to become a shaykh, to become a mayor, but, but he cannot totally eliminate it. He's saying channel that expression into, into something else, into another part. That's, that's the same. You're training, you're, you're training yourself through your cycle to, to express that, that, that um, tendency. That but is that accurate? For example... I'm not sure what he means by Salmus Akechis. That's the thing that's bothering me. What, mean, what means is Salmus Akechis Legamri? No, let's say what, what and what? Tell me what Rotson does. And what does Rotson do? Right. So let's say Rotson can totally eliminate it. Put your foot in hot water. Totally eliminate it. Give me an example. How does Rotson eliminate a faculty? Eliminate, conceal it completely. Well, the, the, one second. The mind can tell the body to close its eyes. You close your eyes, you don't see anything. Completely concealed. I mean, I'm thinking simple, simple like that. You can tell an emotion. Let's say an emotion wants something. The mind can whatever convince it, not convince it. And it's not. It's not like the. Maybe that's what he's referring to, but I don't think he means that because that's a you know that's a very unique story. But I don't think he's saying that. Yeah. Okay, let me continue reading. I'm not sure what he means or understanding that. Let me see. Let me see. Same thing as with the concealment of the faculties through seichel, through intelligence. It's impossible that it should be completely concealed. Okay, let's see what he says. And through desire, through will, you can completely conceal it. Like we see by Avram, who uh, completely repressed his compassion on uh, Yishmol. No, no, I'm sorry, on uh, Yitzchok, B'nai Yechideh. And Yitzchak with Agdakeda, and his only son. Hypopashis, he means Akeda, right? Yeah, yeah. That's here, Avramavinu, natural love to his son, completely stopped that love by doing something which is the exact opposite of seemingly love. Huh? In order to conceal. A natural midah, a natural feeling, completely. That cannot be in the power of intelligence, it's the power of desire, of will. 
Avram was completely committed and muscle and dedicated to the Ratzna Elyon, the higher will. And through this Ratzna Leki, his Ratzna Leki, his, or it's maybe God's Ratzna Elyon, that he deferred to. Either way, Ratzna is what controlled the compassion, the Rachama. Okay, he's giving examples. The same as Mesiris Nefesh. Two ways. Either because you're concealing all the faculties altogether, so they sh- you should not feel yourself at all, so therefore your interest has completely been so called repressed. Or because of the opposite, because of the abundance of all the faculties that they all feel now that because of godliness everything is worth it. Hmm, interesting. This is only possible through the power of Rotson, desire, will. Because all the Fishafin is Musim is and all this is because the way Ratzin reveals itself, the way Ratzin functions, is that its essence is revealed. That's why it affects in a form of shlita, of dominance. Mm-hmm. Because of the intensity of its power, because of its dominant power. Hain hisamas hakeiches legamri. Either in completely concealing all the faculties, or in revealing all the faculties in an abundant, in an increased form of of expression. Like it's Mesiris Nefesh, he says in the parentheses. He's giving another example. So Mesiris Nefesh is one place where the the Ratzin causes all, like an over- uh, over, it causes all the faculties to go into overdrive. It's like an, uh, it's like a, uh, what's it called? A, um, a, uh, yeah. What are they called? <laughs> that uh, steroid. <laughs> and also, and generally, when all the, all the all the faculties are revealed through desire, that they could come out in a form of bligvul. Like it says, when a person, when the, you should learn where your heart desires. When there's a desire, chafetz, it causes all of you to want to be there in a far deeper way than intelligence or other faculties will cause. This is also the reason why the general movement of all the of all the organs is specifically through desire. And why organs don't move on their own. There's no movement. Why don't they move on their own? They have energy within them by nature. They have natural energy inside of them, life force. And we say, they have natural energy in them to move. Because it says, everything that's alive moves. So why don't they move on their own? Why does someone have to tell them to move? Nevertheless, they won't move on their own because of the 
quality of energy and life force within them. Only when there's a desire. There's no desire, they won't move specifically. When it arises in his will to move his arm or his leg, that's only then does it move. The actual movement is not coming from someone else. It's not like another force is moving the hand. The actual tenua comes from the power within the actual organs. In order for the tenua to be, to bring to the catalyst that causes it to, to actually move, through the desire. The desire sparks. And then the actual organ moves. So that's why but not on its own without the command. The Gamtanua Pisemis and even a, a reflexive movement, you know, with his reflexive movement that doesn't come through uh, deliberate intention. Shabab Libchira that comes without choice, spontaneous, reflexive. That also comes specifically from desire and it's called Tanua Ditsenis. Why is it called Tanua Ditsenis? Meaning, he means almost like a, uh, a reflexive. Tanua Ditsenis. You think it means a movement by will. Oh. My question is a child. Ratzin doesn't necessarily mean conscious uh, desire. Like you know, I consciously want to do something. Let's see. He's gonna. Let's see where he goes. Also during sleep, the movement is It's not just coming naturally from the nefesh. It has some type of That's because of the image, you could say, the the impression, the dimion that remains, the nerves of the desire that remain even during sleep. In other words, what he's trying to say is now a new level. One second. He's trying to say is that desire is when you want something, then there's reflexive behavior, reflexive. When it's reflexive, he's saying that also comes through that some gidim. It would be almost like, you know, it's not so complicated, because if you think about it, look, 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 when we're asleep, you're also energy is going into your, your breathing, and other things are happening. It's reflexive, but you can't say it's just coming from another force. It's still the, it's the shkista de chayusa, the neshama, and even the mind, the dreaming, or whatever thing happens. And the fans I wouldn't say that. Here, not pulling the flow. Here, here, you're weakening the plug. The flow. Right, but the flow is still going through the regular gidim. You know, you're still blood is still flowing through you. Everything is slower and so on. So he's basically saying it's not like everything's shut off and the rutsin no longer is controlling now something else. Another force is reflexively. It's still coming through rutsin, but not in a desire. And it's not a desire rutsin as you will it. It's a rutsin simply as being the force that. Controls movement. It's, he's adding something that he's not said now till now. Here we go. And that's and he's saying nothing even more. The decision you make. What time is it now? Ten thirty. Ten thirty. Here, the interesting thing. You know, when you make a decision, like you want to wake up six thirty, or other things. Yeah. And you see people also move back their yarmulke on their head when they're asleep and other things like that. The decision, the, the resolution you make, everything you make before the sleep affects even during your sleep. That's, that's proving the case. So in other words, if you make a, a rats and a desire to want something before you go to sleep, it continues to affect 
Meaning to say sleep is not, in other words, even when they're reflexive, is somewhat under the impression. That's why a person is always responsible. You know, an ox needs to gore someone three times to become a mood. Meaning, there's a share tam, meaning the first time it's considered to be maybe an aberration. Second, third time, chazak, you could rely this share is, is a dangerous one. A human being is other mood le'elam. He's always responsible. Both when he's awake and when he's asleep. Because at the end of the day, his movement is, he has control over his movement. Even reflexive. For example, if a person, what's what the din? If a person breaks a keli in the middle of his sleep, he's responsible. Contain him. Also, when you run on Friday, you're not responsible. Huh? No, first of all, he's saying, no, no, there are things you decide upon. No, but it means, in other words, one second, let's put it this way. You're responsible because there's somewhat control. And without will, desire, there would never be any movement. I'm sorry. When I say there? <laughs> My own addition, Oh, okay, okay. Where? On top of what? All right, okay, I'm sorry, my mistake. Fine. Will not be moving. Like we know, the, 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 the illness of mania, which I'm not... Huh? Mano. I'm not sure. I think this is more like a stroke or paralysis. No, 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 for sure not that. No, 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 no. This is more, no, this is more, the mania, I have to look it up because it's another place in Chassidus. It's not a paralysis on the function of the, on the of the level of, God forbid, the body. Let's say, where, let's say, a part of the body is paralyzed. It's more a function in the brain that something, in the brain, in the mind, the desire, that something doesn't let you uh, move. Something, they, they can't identify it, and the, they can't identify the problem in the faculties or in the organs, it's something in the something neurological. See, that's why I was saying before about neurological and, and desire, but it still goes through. He says gide harotzen. That's it. Yeah. So my what is it? I have to we have to do more research. What this illness called mania is, what it is in English. So that's that's part of homework. That mistalikara, the desire has been removed from movement. And then the organ rests like a de- like a dead stone, like an inanimate stone. Daimim also comes from the word silence. Anyway, an inanimate stone without any movement. Even though it's still there and it's alive, you see that it's not. We're not talking about a situation where, God forbid, like gang, gang um, gangrene. Or something that you need to cut it off because it's lost its blood supply and it's like just uh, dead. It could be dangerous. It's still alive and it still has the power of movement and life in it, like you said before. It's there. Nevertheless, it's not there because there's something that is affecting the desire. Something that's not letting the desire speak to the parts of the body. And the reason for this is because the movement does he mean shinat nuash inyin harotzen? 
Okay. He means the rotsen for tenuah, that's Papashtas, what he means. The desire for movement, that is in a form of control and 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 command. Alevarim over the organs and the faculty. She is pashtu, either they should extend, or she is kafsu, or they should uh, withdraw. She is kafsu, they should... Um, what is she kafsu? Um, not diminish, not... Uh, when you say, uh, um, there's a word for it. Uh, flex and ex- extend and... No, the opposite of extend. No, it means flex and extend is the same. The opposite of extend. Withdraw, withdraw. Withdraw or uh, or um, repress. In other words, they should move outward. Okay. Sometimes they say contract, maybe contract. Contract or relax. Contract as opposed to uh, expand. Yeah. Expand or contract. Yeah, that's what yes, that's what it means. No, that's not correctly correct. What he's saying. What he's saying. Expand and contract are not opposites. Fine. So don't call them opposites, but just expand and contract. Call them expansion and contraction. The heart expands and it contracts. And this control. Is in the power of desire specifically because the energy and the life force that's within the organs do not have this power to force the, the, the organs to move. Rather, only the rotsen does the desire because it's a fundamental essential which is relatively separate from all the, and apart from the other faculties. That's why it has the power of control over the movement of the li- the movement of life. The, 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 vi- the dynamic power of movement either to extend or to contract. Expand or contract. And also the way the desire affects the revelation of faculties, also the revelation of seichel, of intelligence. It's also in a force of coercion and authority. That he brought earlier, because what it says in Razal, that a person should always learn where their, desire, where their heart desires. That the the desire, causes automatically that the mind should open up, that it should, that it should conceive and 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 understand ideas by Inyan and Inyan. In other words, the mere fact that he desires to go there, Mokim refers to the Mokim, the place where to study. Sometimes also they say that the place, the physical place or the place in the Torah. Yeah, but sometimes they also say Mokim the Bechof is where... The Rebbe uses it also to... The, the, but bottom line is your desire... Suddenly, well, what ha- what changed? You want to study? Study here, wherever it is. Why do you have to? Why 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 your desire to go elsewhere to a particular area? Because there's something about it that compels intelligence to flow. It's a compelling force. Because of the the dominance, the, the superiority of desire over intelligence. That's why the thing that he desires. Automatically, the energy of the seichel automatically flows. This is not like intelligence that comes through exertion, through effort. 
That's when you struggle, that's when the refinement of the container brings and draws down more intelligence because the container became more conducive. So if you tell somebody, struggle with this subject, even though it's not what you want to desire, yes, it'll do it more. It's more like the seichel and the midas. It communicates. It's a negotiation. It's a dialogue. But when the desire says it, there actually a higher force causes, compels the intelligence to flow. The way desire um, expresses itself is that its essence extends. Transmits. That's why its effect is in a form of dominance, of authority, of command. The effect of the imminent faculties, intelligence, and emotions is to govern them, to, to guide them. And to cause them to have bitl, to have some, some type of humility. It's all in the form of kiruv. It's close. Communication. That's why it depends on the Mailas Hamechen, on the quality of the intelligence, and the way they function, the way they revealed. And the quality of the Nifl, the one that's being impacted, that's at the motions. He doesn't use those words in the Pnim, I think. So, in other words, he's talking here how they communicate to each other. Desire affects through a higher power. Both in the revelation of the faculties, and both in, and also in the concealment of the faculties. And because of this, the, the desire can completely conceal like we spoke about Avram, Nefesh, and also can cause that the galus should be intense, very intense. And all this is automatic without any effort. Like the revelation of intelligence on its own, that comes through effort. And that's why also the movement of the organs. Even though it directly comes from the force, the energy within them. It's dependent on the power of desire. Because that is the owner, the controller. It's the controlling force, and that's specifically with the power of desire. Okay, we finished chapter 51, pages 89 through 91.